Welcome to 3 and 30, a podcast to help you feel more like yourself within your motherhood. Each 30-minute episode features three actionable takeaways to help you become a more self-assured mom, someone who knows yourself, honors your needs, and loves your people. Listen in to feel encouraged as we learn together how to overcome overwhelm and find more magic in motherhood. I'm your host, Rachel Nielsen. I'm so glad you're here. Hello, my friends. I'm back today with my first new episode in about two months, and it feels so great to be behind the mic again talking with you. As you may know, I did a series of encores this summer and re-aired some of my all-time favorite episodes of 3 and 30 that go along with my three pillars for self-assured motherhood, which are know yourself, honor your needs, and love your people. And I hope that you enjoyed those throwbacks and discovered at least one that you hadn't heard before that came at just the right time for you, or maybe rediscovered one that you really needed right now. It was so fun for me to revisit these gems from previous years, and I know I learned a lot from re-listening to them, so I hope that you did too. When I decided to air some Encore episodes this summer, it was with the intention to take a little bit of a break from work. I wanted to open up some space in my life so I could focus more fully on my kids during their summer break, And I also really wanted to work with my kids to create some more systems and routines in our home. And that sounded amazing. But unfortunately, life often has other plans for us when we make our own plans. And the summer did not end up looking quite how I pictured it. So in today's episode, I'm going to tell you a little bit about my crazy summer, as well as three things that helped me get through my crazy summer. So this is going to be a different kind of episode of 3 and 30, more casual and chatty than usual, but as always, organized in lists of three, and hopefully you'll be able to take something away that will bless you in your unique life and motherhood experience. So I'll start by giving you three updates from my summer break, and then I'll give you three takeaways of things that saved my life during the summer break. Sound good? Okay, let's get into it. So first, my updates from the summer. The first thing is that... I ended up working at my husband's pediatric dental office as his interim office manager. And the reason that I had to do that is because in May, his office manager unexpectedly passed away, which was incredibly tragic and confusing and difficult. It turns out that she had some long-term health problems that we had not been aware of. She was very private about. So we were totally unprepared for this loss as well as she wasn't well in the last few months of her life, and we hadn't realized that there was a lot of balls being dropped behind the scenes with the business. So there was a lot, a lot for Ryan and me to figure out. And I spent many late nights at the dental office going through accounts and trying to figure things out. I learned more about dentistry in the last three months than I knew in the almost 20 years prior to that that I've been married to Ryan. So that was unexpected, and I am so grateful that I had cleared time in my schedule so that I could step in and help in this way. If I had been planning to do 3 and 30 full throttle through the summer, it would have been a lot harder for us to figure out how to manage that time, and so that ended up being a really big blessing that I had stepped back from this work a little bit so that I could step in to help him in his office more. And I have to say, I surprised myself by actually really enjoying being in the dental office. I 
loved seeing more of what Ryan does every day. As I mentioned, I've been married to him for almost 20 years. Much of that time, he was either in dental school, residency, or working as a dentist. And I didn't really know a whole lot about his world. In some ways, I feel like we kind of live parallel lives that intersect when we're home and with our kids, but then we go back to our professional lives that are really separate. And it was kind of fun for them to just come together for a summer and for me to get to witness what he does every day. And I feel like I feel a new level of appreciation and respect for what he does and just proud of him for the good work that he does every day. I feel like in the past there were times when I sometimes felt resentful or tension about certain things that weren't happening at home that I felt like should be happening or even that weren't happening at his work that I thought should be happening as an outsider looking in. And now I have a whole new level of appreciation for the difficulty of the work that he does, and I feel like it's going to improve our communication long term. I'm grateful for the time that I got to spend in there this summer. I probably will do this job for a few more months, and then we're going to try to train someone to step in and take it over. But there wasn't a whole lot of processes written out, and I want to get things really streamlined before we hand it to the next person to do it. It's been a trip, and also good for me, good for Ryan, good for our marriage. And we've even gotten our kids involved as well in the dental office, helping us send out statements and shredding papers. And in the end, it's been kind of a fun, though stressful, part of our summer. So that's the big update on the unexpected twist that happened. My second update for the summer is that You probably heard, if you were listening to Encore episodes, that we did a big Flex of Gold launch. We did a pre-order for my Flex of Gold journal. Depending on how long you've been following my podcast, you may remember that this year in 2023, I decided to pause Flex of Gold for a time. Prior to that, I had been selling it year-round, but decided to only sell it for the holiday season in 2023. And that's because I, I needed time and space to figure out where I wanted to go with that product. When I developed it in 2020, I really didn't believe that I could manufacture and ship my own product. I didn't have confidence in myself for that. So I went with like a full service production company to help me create the journal. And I used their team and their contacts and their shipment. But it wasn't a perfect fit. It worked for three years But there were some things that I decided I wanted to do more on my own terms. And I finally had the confidence to take that leap and say, I think we could figure this out without the full service team. And my team and I worked incredibly hard, especially my director of operations, Christy, figuring out how we could source this product ourselves and do our own fulfillment going forward. And I'm incredibly proud that we didn't let limiting beliefs hold us back anymore and that we kind of took control of this product that means a lot to us and decided that we're going to do it on our own terms in our own way. I'm thrilled with how the pre-launch went. I love the new color of the journal that we released this summer. And now we're waiting for those journals to arrive from our manufacturer. It will take a couple months. And as soon as we get them, we will start shipping out all of those pre-orders And then they'll be on sale going forward. I'm pretty sure we are going to have them on sale year round again, starting in 2024, unless something changes. But that's a big project that was happening behind the scenes this summer. 
as well as my team and I were prepping for our Self-Assured Motherhood program launch that will be happening in September. So in the summer, I always spend a good chunk of time reflecting on my Self-Assured Motherhood program because it's a nine-month-long program that runs October to June. And so I wrap up with one group, and then I take a month or two to think back, read through their feedback and surveys, refine, figure out how I can make it even more impactful going forward, any changes that need to happen to the curriculum. All of that happens in those summer months between sessions. And then in September, we launch the next round, and it begins the beginning of October. And I really enjoy having that space and time in the summer to do that kind of deliberate reflection and make sure that this program can be the absolute best it can be. It's what I call my signature program. It brings together the very best of what I've learned from hundreds of experts on parenting into a really concrete, actionable framework that we take month by month with a group of dedicated mothers. We have nine topics over nine months going through our three pillars of self-assured motherhood and step-by-step work towards being happier, more fulfilled, and more self-confident in our daily lives as mothers. So that has been happening behind the scenes as well. And if you are interested in joining the Self-Assured Motherhood program this fall, there'll be a lot more details coming in the next month. And you can text the word SAM, which stands for Self-Assured Motherhood, to 33777. And I'll make sure that you're on the interest list for that. This will be my third time teaching this program. And I honestly feel like it just gets better and better every time. So I am so excited for what this next group of women will get to experience. And I'm excited to go through the curriculum with them. So those are my first two updates. First, working in Ryan's business and second, working in my business. And then my third update for the summer is some really special and meaningful family trips. So it wasn't just all work and no play. We've also had some time for recreation and building relationships and connections with the people that we love, and I treasure that every summer. We usually do a week with my husband Ryan's family at some point in the summer and then a week with my family at some point in the summer. We did Ryan's family over the 4th of July, and we spent the first few days in Pocatello, Idaho, which is a town that's about three hours away from where I live now. It's where my husband grew up. We did the first few days with them there at Ryan's home. And then everybody came up to our neck of the woods. They have a family cabin up here, just north of where Ryan and I live now. And there's a lot of us. I think there's like 28 of us. Ryan has four siblings and they all have quite a few children. And we all pack into the big family cabin and it's chaos and bike rides and late nights and fun and swimming and time at the lake, all the good things that summertime with cousins holds. So we did that in early July. And then in mid-July, we went to Colorado, where I grew up and spent a week at my childhood home, where my father still lives. My mother passed away when I was a teenager. And this summer was actually a big milestone because it was 20 years since she died of breast cancer. And we wanted to do something special to remember her and to memorialize that. So we had what we called a celebration. My mom's name was Sally, and we threw a big party in her honor at my dad's home. We invited family and friends and neighbors who all knew her, and we asked them to come and bring memories 
and enjoyed dinner with us. And then we did a program where my sisters and my dad and I all spoke and shared memories of my mom. And then we invited family and friends to share as well. And I think that that night was the highlight of my entire summer. It was so incredibly special to see that even 20 years after my mom passed away, there's still so many people that love and care about her and that love and care about my dad. And to be in a room full of people who knew my mom is such a rare thing in my life now. Nobody in my day-to-day life anymore knew my mom, including my husband. My husband never met my mom. And so it's just such a treat for me to be surrounded by people who love her and who knew her. And I'm so glad that we decided to have this event in her honor. It was almost like a second celebration of life, like a second memorial service, but 20 years later. And we didn't realize how many people would end up coming to that event when we started sending out the invites. We thought a lot of people would be gone for the summer. It ended up being about 100 people, which was far more than we were expecting originally. And my dad said to us at one point, if I would have known how many people were going to come to this, I would have rented like some sort of a venue because how are we going to pack all these people in? But in the end, I was really grateful that it was held at my home where my mom lived and loved and where so many people had spent time with my mom. And I feel like that was part of the specialness of the whole thing. We set up a bunch of tables outside in the yard and we stood on the porch when we did our little program. And I just think it ended up being a very beautiful, meaningful, memorable night. I know it will stay with me as probably one of my favorite memories of my life. And I'm actually going to air on Thursday a little bonus episode on the podcast where I'm going to air the recording of what I said at the celebration. So if you would like a little personal peek into my heart, make sure you come back on Thursday so you can hear my speech from the celebration. So those are the three big updates from the summer. I worked in Ryan's business. I worked in my business. And we also had some good family time, including the celebration. I do feel like even though I intended to spend a lot more time at home with my kids this summer and that didn't end up happening, I feel like I connected with them a lot this summer. I feel like they had a great summer. I did too. It didn't end up looking exactly how I had pictured, but I don't have mom guilt. It looked how it was supposed to look, how it needed to look for us. We didn't quite get all the family systems in place that I was hoping for. But we did our best, and sometimes that's all you can do. And now I want to follow my updates with three takeaways of things that saved my life this summer. These are kind of general principles that I hope can be applicable to you with whatever unique life situations you are in. Before we move into the takeaways, let's take a quick break to thank this episode's sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. As you've heard in this episode, this summer has been a wild one for my family, and I haven't even shared all of the stuff that's been going on in my heart through it all. In addition to the stress around Ryan's office, I've sometimes felt sadness that my kids are getting older, and honestly, that I am getting older, and life doesn't look exactly how I envisioned. Through this season of ups and downs, I have found myself heavily leaning on the positive coping skills I've learned in therapy over the years. Therapy has empowered me to be the best version of myself, and has taught me how to be kind to myself when I'm not feeling like the best version of myself. There's so many ups and downs in life, and therapy has helped me to be grateful for it all. 
as I can now see that the challenges often lead to the most growth. But that doesn't mean it's easy while I'm going through it, and I've been so grateful to have licensed professional counselors to help me when I've needed it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's convenient, flexible, and suited to your unique schedule, done all online. Fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash 3in30 today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 3in30. This podcast is also sponsored by Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. My family is mostly done with our summer travels, which means more meeting together around the dinner table as a family, and I'm grateful for Green Chef meal kits. We get a break from our usual go-to meals while still keeping dinner fast and convenient. I love their step-by-step recipes with options ready in less than 30 minutes, and meal prep is easier than ever with pre-portioned and prepped ingredients. This even includes pre-measured sauces, spices, and dressings delivered right to my door, which means we can get right back to soaking up the long summer evenings outside. I'm so impressed with their new summer recipes, which feature certified organic fruits and vegetables, organic cage-free eggs, and sustainably sourced seafood. Whether you prefer keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, or gluten-free meals, or you're just looking to eat more balanced meals, they've got you covered. With so many customizable options, you can't go wrong with Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Go to greenchef.com slash 3in3050 and use code 3in3050 to get 50% off plus free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash 3in3050 and use code 3in3050 for 50% off plus free shipping. So my first takeaway that saved my life this summer is knowing myself and accepting myself. And let me elaborate on that a little bit. In previous years in the summer, I have done a lot of shoulding on myself. I should enjoy being a summertime stay-at-home mom. I should take my kids to the lake more. I should be able to get up early before them and get all of my work done so that I can be really present with them the rest of the day. I shouldn't sign my kids up for a bunch of camps because I should be able to take them to do all of those things. And I should want to because they only have 18 short summers home with me. And you see all those Instagram reels and things that, for me, spark a lot of guilt about the mom that I should be and the way that we should do summer. And in previous years, I've gone back and forth between signing them up for no camps, signing them up for camps every other week. And this year, I just decided to accept myself and to recognize that I feel a tremendous amount of guilt and angst when my kids are home all day long and they end up watching a lot of screens and I can't get dedicated time for my work. My kids are old enough now that they can entertain themselves while I do my work, but a lot of times that entertaining themselves ends up looking like screen time or listening to audiobooks in their room for hours instead of being outside. And one could argue that both of those things are fine. But for me, I feel a difference in my body. I feel stressed and anxious when I'm working and I know they're home and I'm not engaging with them or supervising them. I've never been able to figure out how to let that go while working from home. I went through an entire pandemic doing it this way 
My kids did an entire school year of distance learning every other day, and I never got to a place where I felt at ease doing my creative work when they were home. I would always have in the back of my head a worry about them. And no matter how much I told myself, that's ridiculous, they're fine, my body still felt it. And so this year, I just decided that I was going to know myself and I was going to accept what I know about myself. And that is, I do much clearer, happier, creative work when my kids are not in the house with me. And I was just going to go ahead and plan for them to be in camps quite a bit this summer so that I could have space to pursue whatever work or life projects came up. Because, as you know, I wasn't planning to be working as much this summer. But I still knew that there were some big things I wanted to tackle and that I would feel stressed out if my kids were not well-occupied in whatever my subconscious mind believes well-occupied means. I just decided I'm going to sign them up for some really fabulous summer camps that give them opportunities that I wish that I wanted to give them. Like, I wish that I wanted to take them to the lake every day and do all of these things. But truthfully, I want them to have those experiences. I don't want to be the one to take them every day, and it's fine to sign them up for a camp that will take them every day. Now, I do want to say here that I know that not all families have the financial resources to do something like that. I know that that's a privilege that I have. And also, why would I guilt myself away from utilizing a tool that my family does have the financial resources for and that I know deeply blesses my life and my mental health? Why would I tell myself that I shouldn't utilize those tools and resources because that's not what a, quote, good mom or wise mom or frugal mom would do? So I just decided to accept myself and to know myself and to sign them up for some really fun camps that would give me time. And guess what? I am so glad that I did that because in the end, I needed to be at my husband's dental practice. I didn't even know that that was going to happen when I made the decision to sign them up for the camps. I just knew that I wanted to accept myself instead of trying to be somebody that I'm not. And in the end, it was a huge blessing that the kids weren't home fending for themselves all summer while I was in the office because I had planned ahead and signed them up for camps many months previously, just knowing that after years of being a summertime mom, this is what works for us and for me. So they had some really fun summer camps. We had some fun family trips. And then, of course, we had some lazy days at home as well. It ended up being a great mix. And I'm just proud of myself for not fighting myself as much anymore as I used to a few years ago when I had all sorts of ideas about the mom that I should be and refused to accept the mom that I actually was. So whatever that looks like for you, I want to encourage you to know yourself and accept yourself and to stop shooting on yourself. So that's takeaway number one. Takeaway number two that saved my life this summer was asking for help with my kids. And that's not always easy, but as I did it more and more and as I got creative looking for solutions for help with my kids, it got easier. There were some weeks when my kids weren't in camps and I didn't want them just at home watching YouTube all day while I was working at Ryan's office. And so I reached out to my sister-in-law and asked if Sally could go and stay with her for a week. I asked my older sister if the kids could come stay with her for a couple days while I was at some business meetings in Utah. I don't have family that live in town with me. I don't have built-in help or babysitters. My sister-in-law lives about three hours away. My sister lives four hours away. 
And so it was a little bit of work for me to drive my kids to them. But it was worth it for me to then have that free space and that coverage so that I could work in the summer. And my kids had the time of their lives. One day when they were staying with my older sister, they biked several miles to an ice cream shop, had ice cream, biked home, and on the way home stopped at a pump track and rode their bikes there for a couple hours and then made their way home. And my sister sent me a text with pictures of them and said, bike rides, cousin time, and ice cream on a hot summer day. Could there be a more perfect summer day? And that was just evidence to me that my kids were doing just fine, even though I had to work more than I thought I would this summer. And that asking for help and asking my sister and my sister-in-law to take them for a few days each was really a blessing to my kids to get to continue to build those relationships with their cousins. Another creative way that I asked for help with my kids this summer is that I paid teenagers to drive them around to their camps. And the reason why is because a lot of the summer camps around here are actually in a town that's about 20 minutes north, 25 minutes north from where I live. So I found that when I was driving up to camp to drop them off and then driving back to work at Ryan's office and then driving back up to camp to pick them up and then driving home again, I was spending almost two hours driving my kids to and from their camps in an incredibly busy season where I was juggling two jobs. Like It didn't make sense to prioritize two hours out of my day to drive them to and from camp. So when I could find a teenager that I could pay to drive them to camp, I did that. And I couldn't every day, and that was fine. I made it work. But on the days that I could, I got creative. I texted teenagers from my church. If they couldn't do it, I asked if they had any friends that could do it. And I prioritized spending that money in order to save time, which was at a higher premium for our family this summer. My time was more valuable than the money that it would cost to pay a teenager to drive them, if that makes sense. So I got creative about asking for and paying for the help that I needed to manage my kids. Think about your situation in your life. Are there things that you could pay a teenager to do in the remaining weeks of summer that are left while some teenagers may be home and available? that would buy you back some time. And if so, I encourage you to do it. That was actually my third takeaway. When you can't always ask for help from friends or family because you truly don't have friends or family in a position to help you, then how can you get creative about paying for help? It doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be a full-time nanny or cook or laundry service. But if you can figure out a way to pay someone for a few hours to do something for you, It is totally worth it to lighten your mental load. Sometimes your time is more valuable than your money as a busy mom, and I invite you to get creative about figuring out places where that might be true for you. Okay, so that's it. My three updates from my busy summer and my three tips for how I managed my busy summer. I know you are most likely also in a busy season of life too, and maybe my takeaways will help you. As a reminder, those takeaways were, first, know yourself and accept yourself as you plan your mom life. Plan for the mom that you actually are instead of the mom that you think you should be. Pay attention to the areas of motherhood that bring you stress and anxiety and accept those instead of fighting them and work to plan around them. Second, ask for help. Think about family and friends that might be able to help you with your kids or other responsibilities and get creative about how you could utilize those resources, even if your family and friends don't live close to you. 
And third, recognize that your time is limited and valuable, and sometimes it is worth it to just pay someone to help you with some of the daily tasks of motherhood. This doesn't have to be expensive, and I recommend teenagers in your neighborhood as a great resource. Again, get creative and ask around. It's often absolutely worth it to buy back your time with your money. As I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, I know your life is different than mine. I know your needs and your financial situation and your children are different than mine. So I hope that these principles that I shared are general enough that you can modify them to fit your unique circumstances, especially when you are in a very busy season of life or you have unexpected road bumps in your typical routine and plans. You've got this. We've got this. I will be back on Thursday with that special bonus episode about my mom, so stay tuned for that. And I hope you have a beautiful week with your family.